Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Visa's primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Tim of the Strip, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Midland. Glad you could join us tonight. Fun Thursday night. Uh, our NFL Awards, who we think will uh, end up with all NFL awards. We'll talk NFL Draft with Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. Trey Wingo will join us to talk National Football League playoffs. Looking forward to uh, connecting with Trey later. Australian Open odds, the first slam of the year in tennis. We'll go through those. Conference championship game exact matchups. We went through Super Bowl exactas. We'll do conference championship games exact uh, matchups tonight. And, of course, wild card weekend high and low scoring results. All of that tonight, including, of course, basketball with a couple nice games tonight and some puck drops. We do. We have a slew of hockey games, only a handful of games over in the association. So let's start on the ice because we have a few of those that are starting right now. So one, two, three games starting at 7 Eastern. So if you want to get in on Canucks and Lightning, Lightning minus 235 home favorites, Canucks plus 195 road underdogs. The Blue Jackets and the Hurricanes, the Hurricanes are minus 275 home favorites, plus 230 on the Blue Jackets as road underdogs. And then the Bruins and the Flyers, the Bruins are minus 260 home favorites, plus 220 on the Flyers as road underdogs. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, the Devils and the Islanders, the Islanders are minus 200 home favorites, plus 165 on the Devils as visitors. The Jets and the Red Wings are at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, the Jets minus 120 road favorites, even money on the Red Wings in that one. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, the Kraken are going to lose to the Blues. The Blues are minus 185 home favorites, plus 160 on the road losing Kraken tonight in that one. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. The Sabres and the Predators. The Predators minus 350 home favorites, plus 270 on the road Sabres. Canadians and Blackhawks at 830 Eastern, 530 Pacific, minus 230 on the Blackhawks as home favorites, plus 195 on the Canadians. Senators and Flames at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Flames, minus 275 home favorites over the Senators, uh, plus 220 on them if you want them as road underdogs. 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific, the Rangers and the Sharks. The Rangers are minus 130 road favorite. Uh, ro- yeah, road favorites in that one, plus 110 on the home Sharks as underdogs. And then 10.30 Eastern, uh, 7.30 Pacific, the Penguins and the Kings. Penguins are minus 145 road favorites and plus 125 on the Kings 
as home underdogs. A whole bunch of big home favorites on the ice tonight. Lightning minus 235. Hurricane minus 275. Bruins minus 260. We got the Predators minus 350. Blackhawks minus 230. Flames minus 275. All huge home favorites tonight. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Kraken, by the way. Kraken. No? Kraken. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. They're losing. We had an NBA trade this morning. I'm not sure if this moved your needle, but the Hawks trade Cam Reddish to the Knicks for Kevin Knox in a first-round pick. Cam Reddish reunited with R.J. Barrett, former Duke Blue Devil teammate. And I uh, quipped this morning if they trade for Zion, then they're basically Duke at that point. But uh, did that uh, was that better by addition or by subtraction with Kevin Knox there, Kelly? For the Knicks, any thoughts on that oh, trade I, at all? I mean, it's, I think it's a great move for the for the Knicks and for the Hawks. I think you're starting to see the beginning of uh, them trading off several pieces, probably reboot. I, yeah, I think that that's uh, uh, you know Reddish wasn't really getting into the rotation as much. There really wasn't that much room for him right now. But I, we, we heard from the Atlanta Hawks GM over the past couple of weeks. It does sound like they're going to be sellers here uh, towards the trade line, trade deadline. And uh, no surprise, Cam Reddish is the first piece to go. He was really the one that really wasn't getting as much playing time as people expected. Anyways, um, you know this is a guy that, that that his you know his brief career in Atlanta was you know marred by injury and then really just not having room for him to fit in the lineup. So I think the Knicks are getting a, a quality young piece that there's still a lot of unknowns about. I do like the beard shirt tonight, Kelly. It's a good good beard shirt tonight for Very the nice. uh, everyone watching on you, video. Brown, you will not you. be able to tell where the beard ends and the shirt begins. <laughs> it is a good beard shirt. Over in the speaking of the NBA, uh, Warriors and Bucks at uh, 7:30-4:30 yes. Pacific. Um, that one right now, one point in favor of the Bucks, two twenty-four and a half, two twenty-five. The total there, eight Eastern, five Pacific. The Clippers and the Pelicans. Pelicans minus three and a half point home favorites, two thirteen and a half, two fourteen. The total, eight Eastern, five Pacific. The Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. Grizzlies are three and a half to four point home favorites, two thirty, two thirty and a half. The total, eight thirty Eastern, five thirty Pacific. Thunder and the Nets. Nets five five and a half point home favorites over the Thunder, two sixteen and a half, two seventeen. The total there, and then. The last game of the evening, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Blazers and the Nuggets. Nuggets are big, 11, 11 and a half point home favorites there over the Blazers. 210 is the prevailing total on that one. Again, just a handful of NBA games tonight here on a Thursday. I, that, that Blazers game later, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but they, they have nobody going yes. tonight. They, yes. There is no Norman Powell, no Anthony Simons. I have no idea who's going to score the basketball in that game. I, I It is like 11 and 11 and a half is fair. And there's part of me that's even considering laying that. Like I, it's I just don't know who's going to get the ball in the basket for the Blazers tonight. Uh, as far as that Warriors Bucks game go, no Draymond Green tonight. He's out still uh, with that calf injury. Drew Holiday will be out on the Bucks side. It looks like they are going to get uh, George Hill and Grayson Allen back for this game though, out of quarantine. Um, looks like they will be playing tonight for the Milwaukee Bucks. No bet for me on that game. I'll probably look to get in on Milwaukee live if possible, uh, but nothing pregame. Memphis side, Steven Adams also questionable. Um, He could make his return tonight. Uh, uh, from illness for the Grizzlies. That's one I'm kind of waiting on seeing as well. It might might end up pulling the trigger for, on the Grizzlies here before that game begins if Steven Adams goes. What's Giannis' scoring prop tonight, just out of curiosity? I'm going to guess 28 and a half. Let me look up something down the middle there. Uh, how many human beings do you believe had Jim Furyk as your first-round leader at the Sony Open in Hawaii? Yeah, that that is going to be a near sweep across the board for 
the sports books. I know first one. First round leader, Mr. Jason Weingarten. He did. He had it. Yeah, that dude is something else. Jason isn't. Jason is a bit of a savant of sorts. But, but that's gonna. He, that's that's one of like. 25 that are out yeah, that's one there. Of like, going to, yeah. there, there are tens of thousands of ones that are going up in flames. So if, if people wonder how these work usually too. So like the, if you, for, if you take the odds for a full golf tournament, full outright odds, the shorter odds will usually be a little bit longer. The longer odds guys will be a little bit shorter. Yeah. So I think he got him at 60 to one is what I'm seeing on Twitter. So st- that's a massive number, obviously, but I, I don't even know what he was for the tournament, Matt. I would guess he was in the hundreds. It, I, I would, 200 probably because I mean like I went down I looked pretty extensively into like the 125 range and I I don't remember (laughs) running across his name yeah so he was probably 200 something like that another NFL day another NFL firing Houston Texans are firing coach David Culley that according to Adam Schefter and Mike uh, Garofolo David Culley one year with the Texans I think we can all sort of agree that it was a interesting hire to begin with, felt like the Texans were in full tank mode. And I think everybody could sort of agree that David Culley did a pretty darn good job with what he had uh, based on their performance at the end. They end up as a four-win team, and I know it sounds crazy to say that about a four-win team, but I don't think anybody looks back and think Culley was a disaster. I, I don't see how you could, right? I mean, you, What more did you want from the guy, right? I mean, like, well, I t- what they wanted were, was zero wins, but, like, <laughs> I mean, that's what they wanted from the guy. We got to fire you. Yeah, you won yeah, too many yeah. games. Excuse me. You won, too, you, fr- you won frighteningly too many games. So like, that scares <laughs> us to death is how many you might actually win next year, so we got to let you go. Here's my question about this. Uh, and I know the Texans are already – there's already reports saying it's still not going to happen. Deshaun Watson is never playing for the Texans again. But – if I, if I give you truth serum or if I gave them truth serum and I said, have you made a call to Deshaun Watson and asked him if Brian Flores is the coach of this football team? Because clearly he loves you in Miami. Would you stay here and play for this football team? Do you think that that call happened? Hmm. I don't, I don't know. What do we view this Texans gig? Like, is it better or worse than the Giants? Is it where, what are we kind of view? Because as far as talent well, level it, for both teams, I think the Texans are still by far with the least amount of talent. I don't. Disagree. But there's also the least amount of expectations as well. I, but right? Yeah, but so. Deshaun Watson is the difference. Yes, right. Like I would, if I knew he wasn't going to be there, I would absolutely prefer to have the Giants' job. If I knew he was going to be there, I'd absolutely prefer to have the Texans' job. Me too. I, I think they, they. I did see a report today. I'm coming. I'm blanking on who it was from though. But it was, you know, it was just it was harkening back to when this Deshaun Watson stuff all started, and it was really that you know, hey, da- you know, David Coley was never really a part. Like he didn't have any beef directly with David Cole or anything like that. So you might be getting rid of a guy that, I don't know, might have been one of the best cases to get Deshaun Watson back. Or well, I don't did, think David Culley was getting back. Right, or did you clear the way to really get someone in there who you know Deshaun Watson likes for sure? You know, like there, I think there's a lot of, what I'm saying is I've, I've seen a lot of stuff today of like, oh, you had to get him out of the way so to, to get Deshaun Watson to stay. The, that may or may not be the truth. Like, like, we're all speculating. Well, that's why that, I'm asking. Right? I'm just asking the question, like, I mean, because if, if we knew that that was – if we knew Deshaun Watson was like, yes, if you get Brian Flores as my head coach, because Brian Flores, by all indications, um, was not a huge Tua fan in Miami and some indications more, more aggressive than others. And I'm just saying that if that was – if we knew that to be the case, right, if we knew 
that uh, Deshaun was like, yeah, you get Brian Flores, I'll be here. Then we can all understand it. Absolutely. Right? We'd all be like, oh, well, sure, you got to do what you got to do. I'm, I go back to the, to the Dolphins thing. I still don't know, like, what kind of splash are they going to make after getting rid of Brian Flores? You can't just replace, and we just going to hire some dude now. I think I the mean, I think the the disturbing part about all of this though is like are those two franchise like if it ends up happening something like that right go like have those two franchises basically spent the like whole past year angling for something like this to happen and it was more like hey let's let's give this this situation as much time to work itself out you know what I mean like, I don't it, it's just there's going to be so many connection theories that come out from dating back to who knows when there and it's, it's and you start to look like at this gig just in general, right? It's like, even if you do, even if you do have Deshaun Watson, though, I mean, it they they don't have a lot of talent. I mean, like, like they, they really, truly don't no. have very much talent. And then, like, you even look at, like, Brandon Cooks, the one guy that was good for them this year. He's owed $12.5 million next year. Are they going to keep him around? Like, I mean, like, <laughs> one wide receiver is going to do anything for him. How many times do we say Brandon Cooks, professional football player, <laughs> as if to indicate that no one else was? <laughs> we'll come back. Highest and lowest scoring games of the weekend, wild card weekend next. Beeson's Primetime Action. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. With Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Tune up your lineup, join the AutoZone Get in the Zone Challenge, and play free fantasy football in this two part contest series to compete for a cut of $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash AutoZone now to get in on the action. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Hit it, Kelly. Terms. Get in the zone. AutoZone. There you go. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. It's hard to say that sentence without singing it. it, 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 it hey, it's, it's impossible. By all means, sing it, okay? We, uh, did, we did last week when you there. were here, clearly. I so. may get there. <laughs> it's, it's hard to let, let that go without just going full steam on it. <laughs> by the way, there was one other NFL note here. Uh, Whitney Merciless returned to the Packer, uh, the Packers practice today only 60 days after tearing his bicep yeah 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 so if you, I mean, if you tear your bicep how long is it gonna take you to even walk in here uh, 60 I mean, months <laughs> that's the thing so that's like a lot of months i mean like this is one of those deals like they're gonna get Zedaria smith back they're gonna get bakhtiari back they're gonna get jair alexander back they might i mean i can't imagine he's gonna play first week eligible but even if he's back for the second week I mean, the, their second game in the playoffs or whatever, like, you get Whitney Merciless back. Like, the Packers went from, like, a team where you're going, 
okay, yeah, there's a couple of good players in there, but look at all this stuff they don't have to all this. Wow, they are getting all of these guys back at the exact right time. Now, how in game shape are these guys going to be and all that? Yeah, there's there's all that to to argue about, but you, you can't deny their talent is all I can say. For sure. Those guys are super talented. Let's take a look at this. This is courtesy of DraftKings, the highest scoring game of wildcard weekend. Let's start with highest. We'll get to lowest uh, here momentarily. But of the six games this weekend, we're still calling it Super Wildcard Weekend, by the way. Yeah, I believe that is the thing this year, yes. It was last year, and I don't hear it as much this year. It's like because we threw one on a Monday night. Now we don't Wouldn't call that it make super it wild. more super? I thought it would be super duper wild right, card yes, weekend. There you Maybe. go. Maybe yeah, that. That's I'm, what we I'm guessing that's what it's officially. Right. It could be extra super. High no, school. It's an extra duper. Duper. <laughs> duper is a word for a reason. Okay, Matt. It's named after Mark Duper. Yes, <laughs> former Dolphins receiver. Right sure. There. Yes. By the way, I, we figured out why the Monday night game was the, uh, or at least I, I have surmised why the Monday night game is the Rams and the Cardinals. Hear my theory. Five four game. So they threw the five four game last so that they could still announce next week's schedule Scheduling Sunday before night. that game. Yeah, Sunday makes sense. Night. Yeah, okay. Super duper weekend, high scoring game. 49ers at Cowboys. I would imagine these are these follow suit to what the game totals are. 49ers at Cowboys plus 330, Cardinals at Rams plus 350, Raiders at Bengals 4 to 1, Eagles at Buccaneers 4 to 1, Steelers at Chiefs 6 to 1, and then the Patriots at the Bills 9 to 1. Highest scoring game we're talking here. Yeah, it makes sense for the Patriots and the Bills, right? I mean, that's the game that we're we're looking at here that one we saw we saw the, the super low-scoring game in the crazy conditions and stuff. And while that won't be the case from a win standpoint, there, these early reports saying it could be as low as five this time for five. kickoff. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Yes. Yikes. It could be five for kickoff in this one. And again, so what that really does is just it, it still lowers scoring opportunities because you're going to try fewer field goals. You're not going to try longer at longish field goals and stuff. And so um, th- that at least plays a little bit of a factor into that one. So it makes sense that that one's by far the, the, the longest shot there, even though it's only a you know point, point and a half difference from the other lowest total on the board. I mean, I think the one that I guess is, uh, is the most interesting, right? I mean, if you look at, if you look at Cincinnati and, and, and Vegas and you, and you look at that one, it's a game in which, yeah, it's going to be cold, but outside of that, there's no real condition. Like it's going to be, I think it's going to, I think they said there's going to be kind of right at freezing there in Cincinnati. So, you know, again, these guys playing cold, it's not that, that crazy, but you do have, you know, the, the high sc- score, high scoring offense in the Bengals. And then of course, if, like we said, I mean, there's this Raiders offense, another week with Waller back in the offense, another week for them to kind of get him acclimated to getting back in there. Maybe we see the Raiders offense that was a little bit more prevalent earlier on earlier on in the season. I mean, I think that one's at least fairly interesting. I, I don't think that I, I think the bottom two have a not, not a not a 0% chance of actually getting there, but I would put it at like sub 10% for both of those games oh, I th- like I combined. Think I think it's even I think I'd go even bottom three. I don't think Eagles Bucks sniffs uh, the highest scoring game either. No. That that was the one I had circled to. Is Raiders Bengals would be yeah. the if if I had to make a bet on this board it would def, it would definitely be Raiders Bengals. Cuz I honestly think that the Cowboys Niners and again I this is a little bit of bias. I have an under ticket. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm speaking through how I think the game is going to go, <laughs> Me too, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have an under ticket. But but it, it's I honestly think that if the 49ers do what they want to do, then that's not really conducive to an incredibly high-scoring game, you know? And, and and then also, like we said, 
this Cowboys offense, the two times that we've seen them have a pulse over the last six weeks has been against two teams that were completely decimated by either COVID or injuries or both. And or we're just in or the if you're looking at the uh, if you're looking at the Philadelphia game, they just sat all the starters. They played they played the B squad. So I'm not I'm not convinced that this thing is going to be high flying scoring all over the place. Anything like that. Like, I'm not convinced of that. And I understand that it's the game outside of the Rams game in which that you have controlled conditions as well. Right. So those are the two games that are played in domes. And so you do have optimal, at least scoring conditions in, in both of those. But um, I, again, I'm just not convinced the way that the game is going to go, that that game is going to get that, that high scoring and the Cardinals and Rams. I mean, look, if Deandre Hopkins had been back for the Cardinals and, and they had kind of a, a bigger splash play type, you know, offense opportunity, maybe I would look at that, but I, I don't think either. So I, I think the only play I would play is that is the Bengals Raiders. Here was the uh, Aaron Schatz who was on a uh, numbers game this morning. The founder of football outsiders. He had a tweet about the uh, Niners Cowboys game. And he says Niners defense, by DVOA against the run, second, passes up to 15 air yards, fourth, passes of 16 plus air yards, 32nd. So there it is, Cowboys. That's what you do. Now, will they be able to do it? Different story. That uh, If that was like almost any other quarterback on, you know, I mean, if it was eight of the other quarterbacks in the playoffs this week, I'd be, I'd almost be worried, but it's like Dak has been so off. As he seems to only have chemistry with Gallup and yeah. Gallup is gone. Yeah. It's like, he's been so incredibly errant on all of his throws that I don't know, man. Like I, that's that, I don't know if that necessarily works in their favor. Here's the lowest scoring game of wildcard weekend. Let me guess it's flipped. Yes. <laughs> and it is Patriots at bills plus two twenty five. As the lowest scoring games, the short shots, Steelers at Chiefs four to one, Raiders at Bengals, and the Eagles at Buccaneers plus five fifty, Cardinals at Rams six to one, Forty Niners at Cowboys seven to one. I would go with if I were making a bet in this market, I would actually take the Eagles at the Buccaneers because of the weather that is expected. We could have high winds right now, expected to be about twenty five miles per hour at Tampa Bay, and rain will be warm, but the winds is the key issue. And my point here would be. The Eagles' strength is their running game. The Buccaneers' strength is their run defense. So the Eagles either get shut down entirely because beat us, Jalen Hurts, would be the only other way that the uh, Buccaneers would get, you know, tripped up. Or the Eagles have success and the clock churns. So I, for me, that's the or, bet there. Or both. So I went back and looked at that the, the, the first game with these teams. And you look, and Tom Brady and them just – dinked and dunked down the field the whole way, right? And so, like, high, you know, super, super high completion percentage passes. And one of the things is, is if you, if you dig into it a little bit more, and, of course, we'll do our full game previews tomorrow with all this, but so the Eagles just don't ever, don't ever, they just don't blitz. They're one of the, they're one of the lowest blitz rate teams in the NFL. And so you have Tom Brady and you've got Gronk and Cameron Brait and then Lenny coming out of the backfield. And, Lenny I mean, granted, Lenny. Granted, at the time they had Godwin, but you know, what, insert slot receiver here or whatever, and they basically just went dink, 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 dink you know, like a, right. just a death by a thousand paper cuts or whatever, you know. And so, it was. Um, I imagine, and if these are rough conditions, 
more of the same, right? I mean, like, why wouldn't you? If that's if that's how they play defense against you in the first place, and then and the the conditions aren't conducive to throwing the ball down the field, dink, 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 dink. And as you mentioned, if the Eagles have success, it's run, 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 yeah. run, run, run. So, yeah, I mean, this thing could end up being not ne- not even necessarily that the offenses aren't efficient, but they just run out of time, right? right. I mean, like they, they just run out of time, fewer possessions. And and although that total total has moved, it has not moved nearly enough to me. Yeah after getting this preliminary weather report. So what's 46-ish right now for that game? I don't know. I yeah, mean, it's a, ob- this is obviously a different market. We're talking about the lowest scoring game, period, where you're getting banged for your buck. I would still play it here, plus 550. Yeah, our, our friend Kevin Roth said his latest model showed the rain clearing out before kickoff um, for this one, but obviously we're still days away. The, so like the, that could that could change. And, and, and it's the win that it really yeah. matters. Kevin will be on with us tomorrow, actually. Oh, so really? he, he'll be on to discuss all this. But yeah, that's what I was going to say. The big differences between like weather in Buffalo, weather in Tampa Bay is you're going to you're going to be able to predict a little bit more further out what it's going to be like in Buffalo. Whereas, I mean, Gil, you know how the rain works in Florida. I mean, it might be, you know, off off one second on the next. I, so I, th- I think it's definitely something to keep in mind. But if I was betting on a market like this, it'd be something I'd be looking at, you know, morning of. Well, here's the thing. Like, let's let's just remove the weather. Let's say it was perfect conditions, right? Again, the the style of that's these two teams. Right. So, yeah, like, so right. remove all remove right. all weather concerns whatsoever, and then what these teams really want to do and how they're most efficient um, still lends to that that it could be one of the that, that it could be one of the lower scores. Cut, cut to a shot going out the at the end of the third quarter. Buccaneers forty five, yeah. Eagles forty one. Yeah. You know, Tom Brady's forty eight <laughs> of fifty two. Yeah, no, that's that's the one I'd play. Coming back, championship game exact matchups, AFC and NFC next, primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Button bets. This new feature gives you insights of where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets, where the money does not match the public opinion, where it does match for it, for that matter. Data is available for Moneyline, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. And you can always check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Gil, Matt, and Kelly hanging out. South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. Yesterday, we looked at uh, Exactas, exact matchups and who beats who in the Super Bowl that's coming up. These aren't exact who beats who. These aren't exactas, but these are the matchups, if you will. Who will the championship game teams be? Both NFC and AFC. Let's start with the NFC. These are courtesy of DraftKings. Buccaneers, Packers, the two in one seeds would be the short shot, plus 210. Packers get the bye. Buccaneers and Packers would have home field next week. And the Packers, of course, would have home field conceivably in the championship if those things were to happen. Here's where it gets interesting. Packers-Rams is 4-1. to one. Cowboys-Packers plus 450 until we finally see the Packers drop off. The only non-Packers matchup on the left side of the screen there is the Bucks and the Rams at 6-1. to one. Everything else is all the different Packers matchups. And then everything ensues. 49ers-Cardinals, your long shot at 25-1. to one. So this is where you have to start doing all of that math like you're talking about in your head of the reseeding and yes. all of that. Because like you can't just Correct. automatically look and go, oh, well, I think that the 49ers and Packers would be a, a you know, a, the 49ers could make a run because the 49ers might play the Packers before the NFC Championship game in theory, right? I mean, if they were the lowest seed still left, still left available. Correct. If yeah. the, that's right. If the 49ers 
were to beat the Cowboys, uh, and that's the 6-3, that would mean that, no, that would not be it. Yes. Could that happen? Yeah, sure it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because if that would, yeah, that's right. If everybody like if holds every, serve, right? If, yeah. yeah. If the 49ers are the low seed, then they would play the Packers. That's right. So that would knock them out of this sweepstakes. You're right. So it is a bit of a multi-tiered puzzle. You can't just look for who are the two best yeah. teams. Yeah. So let's walk through that. Who do you think wins these games this weekend? Yeah. I mean, it's so, I still like that 49ers Packers one because I mean, I mean, we, in, you know, we think that, yeah, I think the Bucks are going to win, and yeah, whatever. But I mean, like, it's not crazy to think there'd be some sort of, some sort of upset along the way. But I, I do look. I think the 49ers and, and Packers, if at six fifty, I mean, I think to me that's the the role better. I, I I can't play one that doesn't have the Packers involved strictly because of a couple of the things that we've already talked about. One, the free win, and two. They're getting a bunch of reinforcements, man. And, like, not only the reinforcements, they're getting reinforcements on the offensive line, which is so incredibly important. And they're getting a couple pass rushers back as well, which is is another thing that's going to be super big for this team. So I, I just – I think it'd have to be one that's a combination of the Packers and someone else, and then you kind of just – yeah. Kind of just go from there. Just know? to be clear, these are not all the different possible matchups, yeah. right? Obviously, the Packers can play the Eagles, too, which is not listed uh, on the screen, and there's all kinds of different matchups. But it is, you know, I, I almost think the AFC, well, I mean, let's stay on the NFC for a second. As we're looking at this, a Buccaneers-Rams, where did that end up? Oh, that is the sixth one. That's the one that got on the left side of the screen. Yeah, that would be the 2-4 uh, Buccaneers-Cowboys not listed. What's Buccaneers Cowboys, which is a two three game? Yeah, heading toward it right now. I'll get back to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me know when you turn the corner and uh, see it in sight. I, I'm lost on the DraftKings yeah. website again because they have so much up for this weekend and uh, the playoffs. Well, let's go to the AFC for a second, if we could. So, no surprise again that the two and the one uh, seeds would be the short shot. So, the Chiefs and the Titans are at plus two twenty. So that's where the. Uh, that were the, that's where that one is. Short shot. Bills Titans four to one. Titans Bengals plus four seventy five. Chiefs Bengals five to one. Patriots Titans plus seven fifty. And then the Bills Bengals at eight to one. And just so you know, again, for those who need the reminder, this is why having the number one seed is such an advantage, right? You don't even have to think the Titans. Let's say you you think the Titans are far worse than I do. The point is, is that this market reflects true odds because they don't have to play a game and then with the reseeding not only do they not have to play a game they get to play whoever's the worst team seeding wise next week so that's all that has to happen is they just have to win one game to get to the championship game that applies to the Packers as well remember that with the Titans and the Packers they need to just win one football game at home against the worst seed in each conference next week that's it and that's one of your participants. So that's why you see the Titans all over this board. Um, on down the line, what's a Chiefs-Bengals? Five to one. There it is on the left. Your you longest think? shots in each conference, AFC Steelers-Raiders, 90 to one, and NFC Eagles-Cardinals, 60 to one. Steelers-Raiders, 90 to one. Want some of that? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> And can you imagine, by the way, the, the whole like NFL history behind that matchup? Oh, the Steelers and the Raiders once again. Seriously, how'd that ball get Feels to like that should be like 300 to 1. How, that, <laughs> how, how did that pass get to Ray Ray McLeod? I want a 30 for 30 on that pass. I want a 30 for 30 on the Kawhi Leonard game seven shot against Philly yeah. a couple years ago. 
how that ball turned in midair and then clanged off the rim four times. And then the Warriors just like fall apart and he walks to an NBA championship. Yeah. And then the Roethlisberger passed this past week. You like any of these, man? Man, it's one of those where you look and, and so you get why the top two are the, are the top two where they're at. Because like, so yeah. the only way the Chiefs could play the Titans is in the AFC Championship. So, like, that you don't have to even – Like, the calculus doesn't even have to come into play there. Same with the Bills, right? Because, like, they're never going to be the lowest. So, so they would be the short shot even if, like, some team had fluked into a division thing or whatever because it's just – it's the way that it works out. There's there's no way that they could, could meet prior to the AFC Championship game. So, there's, there's at least that in all that. I mean, I think when you look at this, it's not really a – I don't think this one is incredibly bettable to me. Because, I mean, I guess, too, like, I mean, that's why it's shorter there, Titans-Bengals, because, again, like we were just talking about, like, th- th- that might happen next week. Right. That's so, right. That could be a next week's game. If all the seeding yeah. goes into, in place, that would be a next week right. game. So, like, that could be a next week thing. And then, so that's why that one has the shorter odds and, and stuff. So, yeah, this one, boy, you would, at first glance, you kind of look and like, oh, I can do this. But you'd actually really need to sit down and write some stuff out and, like, <laughs> It's actually some, cool. I yeah. love I love any betting market that requires multi level. Yeah, thinking. it's like this is more complex than it than it comes across just on the on the surface. Yeah, you, you'd have to map it out, right? Yeah. Like we often do with like it's like how do you draw the line to you know how this guy could win an award? It's like okay, well if this happens and this happens, this happens, this happens. Where am I getting value on odds versus where I how what percentage I think Chancellor is of that matchup occurring, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, yeah, right. Bills and Bengals, just to like two teams that some people really like in the AFC that aren't the top seeds. Bills versus Bengals, they would just have to win according, they would just have to win, right? They would win their home games this weekend, and then they'd both have to pull off the upsets against Kansas City and Tennessee the following week. So that's a little more straightforward. But to your point, Matt, there's a lot of these matchups that you could get beat. This, this sort of reminds me of a, uh, in some ways, an NCAA March Madness survivor pool where you can still win, 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 but if you end up with no teams in the end, you lose. Right. And this this kind of feels like that. So so if everybody held serve, like you just mentioned, and then you wanted the two underdogs, Mm -hmm. then Bills Bengals would be your pick at eight to one, right? Like, cause then it would be the one, four would be, would be chiefs, uh, Titans Bengals. And then it would be the two, three chiefs bills. If you want to take the two underdogs, then, I mean, you know, you need to hit a two leg parlay essentially that to get to the eight to one, but um, yeah, then you would go Bills Bengals in that, in that scenario. So the other thing I know we we talk about like they, these are futures markets and we're fun to look at and and you know people will bet this way more often than bet it game wise. I think with that example though, you would just do if you were that convinced on Bills and Bengals, you'd probably just do a Bills Bengals parlay this week and next week, right? You're going to get better than eight to one. And that, and that, I mean, Kelly, way, did you just do, did you just pull a Twitter on us? Yeah, just Twittered us. I did. I Kelly just Twittered us. We get it. You can roll things over. We understand. Okay. I'm right. trying to preface it. Okay. All right. You're we the get one. It. You're the one who planned the segment. Golly. Kelly. <laughs> Kelly just Twittered us. Jeez. Just, he just set us up for uh, make that yeah. comment. He's Watch. like, you know what I'm going to do? Let them talk about it yeah. for eight minutes. And then let me <laughs> point out. and sound so smart. Kelly's like, uh, yeah. hey, Von Frinkle, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to be the star of this segment. Uh, Watch what happens. Twittered us. I can't believe we got Twittered on our own show by someone sitting just five feet from us. 
Oh, that's great. God, just send it to us over Twitter, Kelly. Don't, gonna, don't even say it on air next. Just send it to hey, us over Twitter. They're hey. going to prattle on for five minutes about this. <laughs> we get tweets. This one from Kelly Bidley. Yes. It says, by the way, you can just I'm parlay gonna, the teams. I'm going to create a burner account. Just tweet it at you guys. <laughs> Trust me. People already are. Oh, uh, gosh. Oh my goodness! Anyhow, anyway, I'm glad that those ex- I'm glad that those markets exist, though, because they are cool. I wish we had these to bet into, but uh, once again, we don't. We do not. We do not. Not that we would make a one in this specifically, but I just love all the options. And uh, like so we said, they're fun because you do have to like. You do it's have more to think them just, through. Uh, uh, it's, yes. it's, it's again, it's more than just the surface level thinking, right? There. We'll get to the Australian Open later, where you kind of have to think about brackets and who people are playing to. It's not, you know, anything that makes you think. Uh, a little deeper level is very cool. Uh, we will come back, among other things. Again, we'll talk to Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. Trey Wingo will join us tonight. Oh, and our awards. All of our awards. We will do that. Next, though, a little preview of the upcoming NBA games at the top of the hour. It is Prime Primetime Action, live from the South Point. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. With Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back Hammer the Over for the wild card round. You, the fans, have all the power. For every 5,000 people who bet the over in the Patriots Bills game this weekend, the line drops by a half point. You control how low that total will go. Download the app now and hammer the over down. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available to play in select states. Must be 21. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for full details. Gil, Matt, and Kelly on primetime action from the uh, South Point. Matt, I see that uh, the Colts, very noncommittal to your guy, Carson Wentz. Yeah. Very noncommittal. Yeah, he, uh, I think that they are fairly aware that they've got a, and we actually said this, uh, we say too much good, we say too many good things on the break sometimes, and we didn't even get this up yesterday, but we, we were talking just like, you know, it's still a limited window for this team, and I, I think mm-hmm. that they're very well aware of that. You've got, Super, you've got young guys on on small contracts that you can really try and put some veterans around and try and win now. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is still on a rookie contract. Michael Pittman is still on a rookie contract. Like you've got these guys that are that are good, that are cheap right now. And so if you can add some real pieces around them, you've got something that can, you know, I think that they feel like they can compete, you know, and they should be able to feel like that. I mean, they were able to compete with Carson Wentz at quarterback. Think what they could do with somebody with a pulse. And so... It's a it's a team that I'll certainly be taking a really good look at 
heading in next season, depending on what they what they do in the in the off season. Because I mean, as we mentioned too, the other deal is is they're not they're no, they're no dummies, right? The, these running backs, four or five really good years out of them, then you get maybe a year or two of kind of like declining production out of them. And then it's just done, you know. I mean, like, and then it's just done. And so, if if you really believe, and I think we we all do, and I think they believe it as well, that that Jonathan Taylor is one of the, one of the, if not the best backs in the NFL, then you better take advantage of the next two or three years because it's going to start going downhill after that. Yeah, I I, I will be honest because I said immediately after last week I was like, well, you know, Frank Reich and Carson Wentz super connected on many levels. Um, and so it's going to be that much more difficult for a guy like Frank Reich to get rid of someone like Carson Wentz, not to mention the draft capital that they gave up to get him. But it might have just been so bad mm-hmm. these last few weeks that they're just like, there's no denying any of this. Because you're sitting in that room, and no matter how much you like someone, I mean, it, it, the reality I mean, the re- reality is written on the wall, right? I mean, you saw the opportunity that you let slip away. And, you know, yeah. Could they have gotten bounced in the first round? Maybe so. But also, with the way that they play football, maybe, maybe, you know, they string together a couple of wins and, and really surprise some teams. And you you got to be able to get to the dance in order to be able to let that happen and, and to, to, for that to manifest. And that's just not the way they're going to be able to have long-term success with Carson Wentz under center. It's just not going to be one of those – just not going to be one of those deals. And I think that there's a – you know, listen, this is a team that I will certainly be watching as we head into next year because they can get somebody even – Oh, even halfway right under center. I mean, it's it's a it's a team that's built to win now. I asked Lombardi this on uh, on Wednesday on a numbers game, but like you think about the history of the NFL, who has gone from really really good, Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate before the injury, to really really not good, being kind, back to being really really good, and the only example I came up with was Kurt Warner is the is the guy who is like he was unbelievable, mercurial, out of nowhere with the Rams, then was terrible with the Giants. People forget about the Giants. And it wasn't necessarily just his fault. But then he came back with the Cardinals, got to another Super Bowl. Like, he was great again, and that solidified his Hall of Fame candidacy. And and I just asked Michael, and he was immediately like, yeah, I don't see it. That's what I thought he was going to say about, do you ever see Wentz recapturing, you know, what he once had? And, you know, with that offensive line that he has – you can't really get much better protection than that. And you got a running back behind you. You can't really get that much better of a running yeah. back behind you. Maybe his receivers weren't the most elite, but they were good. Yeah. Pittman was great. T.Y. T. Hilton, when he played, was. It's tough, man. It's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's, and it's kind of along the same, same lines of what you're talking about is, is these reclamation projects at quarterback, what's, what's like the greatest reclamation project story out there with these quarterbacks? And there's just none really pop to mind, right? Like, it's not one of the, there's a reason when you get a really good quarterback, teams tend to hold on to them. Yeah. And so if a team is like letting a guy go, there's typically a reason as to why they're letting right. him go. I, I mean, Tom I, Brady. I, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I would love, I mean, maybe a, Kurt Warner's legit. The only answer mm. I can come up with. I, I'm curious if anybody on Twitter will, will share another one, but that's because everybody else, you're just kind of good or you're not. Yeah. Peyton typically. Manning. Well, Peyton Manning and John Elway were great, and then it, they just won Super Bowls 
when they were tailing Peyton Manning off. was like the 20th best quarterback oh, yeah, when right. he was at Denver. Old yeah, noodle yeah. arm. Yeah, I mean, couldn't throw a 15-yard yeah. out to save his life. Yeah. I mean, it was painful to watch him at times. So, no, that, that was just a product of an unbelievable cast around him. Yeah, that was, I mean, Elway, same thing, right? Elway, towards the, yeah. towards the end of his career, finally got his title because he had Terrell Davis and a great offensive line in front of him, finally. All right, we got some NBA tips at the top of the hour. Yeah, we got a few that we'll talk about here. Let me get over to the little NBA tab. All right, so 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. We got the Clippers and the Pelicans. The Pelicans, three and a half to four point home favorites over the Clippers, 214, 213 and a half, 214 your total. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. Grizzlies are three, three and a half point home favorites, 230 and a half. The total there, 830 Eastern, 530 Pacific. We got the Thunder and the Nets. The Nets are five-and-a-half-point home favorites over the Thunder, 216, 216-and-a-half. Kelly, that game last night, first time, you know, the big three going together after, you know, a little bit of time, kind of Kyrie getting back into the swing of things and, and getting back whatever. You saw all three of the guys play well. And it's a very, 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 very small sample size. And this is certainly me being like recency bias coming into play and everything else. But all three of those guys playing, playing a good game together on the court at the same time, there is not a team in the NBA beating them in a series. But the problem is, is, is Kyrie's only going to be able to play, even if they make it to the finals, like Kyrie's only going to play half the games. So it's, they're never going to have all three of the guys out there. Like it's just, it's not happening. Yeah. All three in every game of a series, I would say is the key there. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's true. It's the, it's the, it's the problem. I, I, I it was really just know. ridiculous last night. The, it was the t- absurd. The like, talent level is insane. I do think that when you get into the playoffs, the, like, they don't have Joe Harris right now. Like, they have – it is those three, and that's about it. Those three and, what, Patty Mills a little bit. And, like, that's that, that's basically it. So, he like, scored 20 last night even. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's he's having an incredible year. But the uh, – I mean, they put on a heck of a show. I I think it was definitely one of those kind of statement games where you come in. It's like, oh, the Bulls, you've been the talk of the Eastern Conference all year. Like, we're going to show you what's up. Um, But, yeah, I don't don't know. I still think you got to wait until Joe Harris and some of these other guys get back into the rotation, I think, to fully judge his team. And, I I mean, I'm not going to pencil them in for anything until I really know what Kyrie's future is with the the vaccine or not. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I thought that – if I knew they were going to be play, you know, that he was going to play in all the games in every series or something like that, then I would easily be like, okay, this team is is definitely the team to beat. But yeah. if, if he's only out there for half the games, it's you're only going to get that team that we saw last night half the games at best because, again, that's when all three are clicking. Yeah, like, and there's been all the discussion, too, of, like, do you, do you even want to be a high seed if you're the Nets, right? So you can play more away games and home games. Oh, it's you, a great point. You have more you know, yeah. you have more Kyrie games. Like, would you rather be at home or would you rather have Kyrie? You'd rather have Kyrie. So, like, it behoo- behooves you to be on the road more, right? As far as these games tonight, Stephen Adams is a no-go for the Grizzlies tonight. He will be out again uh, on, that, on the Memphis side. So Memphis going for 11 in a row tonight, I believe it is. Um, I still like him. I, I think three is. Uh, I, I, I'm not betting it. I wanted. To, I was going to bet it if Stephen Adams plays. I do think Carl Anthony Towns is going to be an issue for them down low. Uh, might want to look at some Carl Anthony Towns player props. I just looked at him. They're pretty high. It's 25 and a half points. He's nine and a half rebounds. Uh, I was looking at maybe playing points plus rebounds. I think I'm going to stay away. But uh, it's, I think Grizzlies three is still is still the side I would lean there. And that Clippers. 
Clippers Pelicans game. Clippers have been feisty, but Pelicans Pelicans have been playing a little bit better ball here recently, especially since Brandon Ingram got back in the lineup. So I'm not rushing rushing to lay three and a half, but that's the side I would uh, be on as well in this game that tips off in about 15 minutes. Those three guys, KD, Kyrie, and Harden. Haven't they played like only like 15 games or something like that yeah, together? I think, I think it was 17 last night they were showing, Matt. I don't, I don't know if you saw it. I think it's 17. And it's a ridiculous record. I think they lost three total. Yeah, yes. It, it, but, that, that part I can yeah. remember for sure. Whatever it is, they've lost three games. So it's like 13 and three, maybe yeah. something like that. Which, But it's just as startling that they've played that few games together it is still. Wild. It is wild. For obviously varying reasons. Right. So and, and, then then we, and mean, then we still don't know how many they're going to be able to play right. moving forward. The, you know? I mean, these are you when you talk. I, I mean, all these guys at different phases throughout their career have you know caught some heat over different things on different teams. I still think one of the coolest things ever was last year, basically Kyrie and James Harden being like, "This works better if we just switch positions." Like you, you down to play point guard? You down to play shooting guard? Let's just switch it up. Like we're better playing those opposite positions. I you rarely see that in the NBA. NBA, so that is pretty cool. So anybody as great as Kyrie though on the fly with a basketball? Oh, he's incredible. It's incredible. What, the, what he does at his side or size around the rim is extremely the impressive. handle, the body control, the finish, just unbelievable talent. When, when Harden goes into just full-on pass mode, though, it was it was impressive last night. We'll come back. Our primetime action, NFL Awards, next. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 